Hey y'all, and welcome to the Keeping It Centered podcast. I'm your host, Jaquetta Gilbert. This is a space for women who want help keeping God at the center of their marriage, the role as a mom, and while using their gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. This is for real women with real issues serving a real God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So if you're ready to take off the facade, woman up to your imperfections, and invite our Father in every part of your beautiful mess, girlfriend, you're in the right place. guys, it's great to be back with you another week. I am so blessed and honored to be here. And I thought it would be really cool for us to tackle a subject that I feel a lot of us have encountered at some time in our life. And it's about those times when you believe God is calling you to do something, or maybe he has told you that something special or whatever is going to happen in your life. And you're just trying to figure out, okay, when's it going to happen? Is there something that I need to do? Um, It's been taking quite a while, God, you know, it's six months. I still don't see any signs of me moving up um, the ladder like I thought I would, you know, just whatever it is. And, And we start to sometimes doubt ourselves like, well, did I even hear God tell me this would happen? Um, you know, just a lot of emotions you go through and and you're trying to figure out, well, should I make a move? If I do make a move, do I go here or there? And it's just so many choices. And I hope I'm not the only one that has gone through this because um, I, I, I truly feel like a lot of us have. And so today, I I just want to let you know, I don't have that exact blueprint of what you should do in whatever your particular case is, but I can provide you with a biblical reference to offer all of us some hope and encouragement along the way while we're figuring out what it is God wants us to do in this particular season. And one thing that I try to keep in mind is that God doesn't always give us all of the details of how to get to that destination he intended, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have a plan. Um, And so today I'd like to look at Genesis chapters 12 through 18, kind of as that uh, reference for us to give us some hope, encouragement, and sights um, on on what we can do in this particular season. And for those those of us that aren't familiar uh, with Genesis 12 through 18, it's it's going over the time when you know God called Abraham um, up from the country where he was born, and you know he and Sarah are together at this point. Um, you know back in chapter eleven, you know they they talked about some some things where um, you know Sarah was this great gal, uh, but she seemed to be barren. Um, And so God has called them in chapter 12 to be the parents of many and has told them that their descendants would be as numerous as the stars. Um, At that time, Abraham was 75, Sarah was 65, um, you know, and it's in this part of of the historical account, you know, 10 years have gone by and still no child, no son has come as God has promised. Um, And like I said, in Genesis 11, you know, Sarah was thought to be barren. So they're getting up there in age 
you know, she's believed to be barren and it's looking bleak, like, okay, God, you said this would happen, but it's been a minute <laughs> and there's no kid here. Like, man, what's going on? Um, and so, you know, Sarah, as we know, she ends up deciding, well, Abraham, maybe God really meant that you would end up having this son through someone else, not necessarily me. Um, and so, of course, we know she ends up giving her handmaid, Hagar, uh, to Abraham. And of course, you know, they conceived and Ishmael was born as a result of that union. Um, a lot of tension happened after that as well. Um, and not just between Sarah and Hagar, um, but also between Ishmael and you know, Isaac's descendants, um, a lot of a lot of fighting and, and uh, discourse between them, all because Sarah decided this is taking too long. I, I think I need to help God out. I think this is the right path to do this um, instead of listening and being patient with God, um, knowing that he had everything worked out from the beginning. Um, and that even though it seemed as if he was moving slow, he was actually moving right on time. Um, and, you know, I know you and I may have that tendency as well when we're going through something to do the same thing, to wonder, OK, well, you know, I know God said I would get that husband or I know God said I would get that job promotion. Um, you know, maybe I need to do X, Y and Z. Um, so my caution today is, you know, if we learn anything to make sure that before we move, that we really have prayed about it and that we are willing to wait on God, um, even if it is uncomfortable to us, even if it looks as if he's forgotten, he's not forgotten, um, that we just pray for peace as we're waiting. Um, and then further on down in the, in the historical account in Genesis, we find that, um, after a while, even Abraham's faith had started to to waver. You know, he's 99 um, and God reminds him again that, OK, I know it's been a while, but I just want to remind you that you and Sarah will have this son that I told you from the beginning. Um, and that's the thing about God. You know, he, he will remind us of what he's told us. Um, sometimes he may tell us directly. Sometimes he may, you know, use someone else or a different situation to remind us. But God did tell Abraham and Sarah on multiple occasions that they would be the parents of this chosen son who would then, you know, lead on to, to multiple descendants. Um, and uh, so... At that time, you know, and this is around Genesis 17, you know, Abraham's like, man, God, you know, I'm, I'm 99 years old. I'm pretty old. Uh, I already have this son, Ishmael. Can't you instead, you know, bless him, you know? Um, and I mean, on the human side, I think we all can kind of feel for Abraham. You know, he had been told at the age of 75, he was going to have this kid 24 years have passed. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a super long time. Talk about having patience, right? Um, so he's waiting this really long time and he's, you know, seeming like he's kind of given up a bit, um, you know, and, you know, God actually chose to bless Ishmael, but 
not in the way that Abraham wanted. He, he kept reminding him that, you know, despite what it looks like, you and Sarah will be the parents of future kings. Um, and at that point, you know, God sends three men who the Bible considers uh, angels um, to confirm again what God was telling them. Um, and at that time, you know, Abraham's faith is restored. Like, I, you know, all right, God, all right. It's, it's been 24 years, but I'm going to take you at your word. Um, and, you know, the Bible does say that Sarah did laugh, um, you know, and, and different things happened because of that. But she did, in fact, conceive. And it took 25 years before she was able to have that kid. Um, and I remember hearing a pastor one time say that the beautiful thing about when we are waiting and when it seems as if absolutely no hope is left for that promise of God to come through. The beautiful thing about all of that waiting is that you know without a shadow of a doubt that no one else could have made it happen but God. Because it just, you know, we've gone through so many ups and downs, so many trials, you know, our faith's been wavering a bit at times. And when it does happen, we know it has to be God. And in this particular case here with Abraham and Sarah, we can even see that waiting 25 years, you know, 100 years old, having a kid right now would be a miraculous feat. But even still in, in biblical times, that was pretty unheard of, you know. Um, and so because it was such a, a, um, a unique situation, they had to know that it was God you know, how many older people would have had kids at that age? That's that's just miraculous. Um, so it just reconfirms that this is indeed the child God wanted them to have. Um, and so for you and I, you know, I, I just have to ask myself, okay, Lord, I'm going through this situation. I'm trying to figure out, you know, you told me this would happen. But I'm not sure. Is there something you want me to do in the process? What exactly do you want me to do in the process? Um, what am I supposed to be learning? What lessons am I supposed to be learning? Um, you know, it sometimes it looks as if things are not going to happen. Um, but again, we don't want to live by our feelings. We don't want to live by what we can always physically see that's happening or our, what we think is not happening. Um, and I think that's hard for a lot of us, myself included, because we live in such a microwave generation. You know, we want that savory crack pot taste, but we don't want to have to wait all day for it. You know what I mean? Like we want that fall off the bone piece of meat before it's a cook in like 2.5 seconds. <laughs> but that's not how God operates not in our lives today, and it wasn't how God operated in the Bible as well, you know? That promise that God gave them, it, it could have been 5, 10, 20 years, you know, and, and we may not see any signs of being anywhere close to receiving God's promise. Um, you know, hang in there. You know, you're not too old for that promotion. You know, you're not too old to start that business. You're not too old to adopt those children. You know, you're not too old to be married. You're not too old. You know, it doesn't matter how long you've been waiting. You are qualified. It's just God is 
teaching us to truly rely on him, to truly put our faith and our trust in him and to recognize that he is I am. He is everything that we need. We don't need to rely on anything else to complete us. He is I am and we are complete in him. Um, and so it may take some waiting. It may take some some days where, you know, it just doesn't look like you're getting closer to what God promised you. But again, I just pray that these chapters in Genesis 12 through through 17 that we remember God is still with us. He's just working on our faith. He's just drawing us closer to him. Um, and if we need further uh, encouragement, um, you know, we just have to remember God unlike man and i know some of us have been burned by people because people are people you know we're we're people we're going to do things that we shouldn't do because we're we're born in the sin but god is not man he's not gonna lie you know numbers 23 and 19 tells us that god is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind has he said and will he not do it or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? I just pray we keep that in our hearts this week. So when God tells us something, we know he's going to do it. He's going to do it without confusion. He's going to do it. Um, God's not the author of confusion. So I just hope and pray today that going forward, we remember God's timing is not our timing. God sometimes, you know, he'll have us to wait for an extended period. And it's okay. We just have to rest in him to remember that the blessing is still on the way. The promise is still on the way. What he spoke over us, it's still on the way. Uh, we just have to hold fast to his word, hold fast to his truth. And to remember that this thing that God has spoken over us, it's not because of anything special we've done. We don't have to do anything extra. We don't have to, you know, be the teacher's pet, so to speak, and, and try to hurry the process along. Um, you know, it's, it's all because of God and his glory that we are here and that he chooses to use us. And so I want to ask you, what prayer are you waiting on to be answered? What can you do while you're waiting? I know some days seem harder than others, but what can you do right now in this moment while you're waiting? I'm praying that you and I would both remember to take our eyes off of the present circumstances, to wait with expectancy, to actively wait. Um, if you feel like God is calling you into leadership, and it doesn't look like leadership is there yet, start reading up some books on how to be a good leader. Start listening to podcasts on leadership. Start reading passages in the Bible about leadership. Start preparing your heart for being a good leader while you're waiting. That's actively waiting, you know? Um, just take your eyes off of what you see with your natural eyes and trust and know that God is always going to come through. He has a plan. He has a purpose for everything. Our job is to trust him. Let's take it to prayer, guys. Lord, we pray and ask that you would forgive us of all of our sins. God, we pray that you would forgive us for being impatient and for doubting 
your sovereignty, Lord God. God, we pray that you will increase our faith, order our steps, Lord God. Give us that peace that surpasses all understanding. Lead and guide us in every way that we move, Lord God. Help us to lean and completely trust in you. And to remember that your timing is not our timing, but that you are not a man that you should lie and that whatever you have told us, you will bring it to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. I truly appreciate spending all this time with you guys, um, and I really don't take it lightly. So if you're like me, you need help with your faith walk as a mom, a wife, a difference maker, then I invite you to join the bi-weekly centered notes. And this is just an e-letter, a bi-monthly e-letter designed to help you with common everyday issues we as women face, um, but that we can solve them and, 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 and face them with practical, biblically aligned solutions. And so if you'd like to subscribe to that, you can head on over to keepingitcenter.com. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at keepingitcenter. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to join me this week. I hope you all have an amazing, amazing rest of your day.